It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we break down MLB Network's ranking of the top players at positions and a lot of representatives from your Philadelphia Phillies. It's time for some Locked On Phillies action. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I am Connor Thomas, your host. Uh, trying to trying some different intros there uh, when we uh, get ready to head into the uh, the musical open and the graphics and everything like that. Just feeling some stuff out. Didn't really love that one all that much, but that's all right. Hey, we're, we're workshopping stuff. Uh, happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You know me as Connor Thomas, the host of Locked On Phillies, a host over at 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. You can see me on your television sometimes on NBC Sports Philadelphia, credentialed member of the Philadelphia Phillies media. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. A fun one today. We're going to be breaking down MLB Network's rankings of the top players at each position. So they went through and did this, and this has been out for a couple days now. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I got this before it got too stale. And I know there's a bunch of people out there who probably haven't gotten a chance to see this yet. So where the Philadelphia Phillies rank. And, of course, I want to share my thoughts with you. I mean, they're just setting a number on it. I'm going to break it down. That's why Locked On Phillies is awesome. You get this in-depth information. So we'll go through. Uh, it'll probably take me the first, yeah, basically two segments that we do on here to do this because there are a lot of representatives for the Philadelphia Phillies. In fact, there are one, two, three, four, five, six – seven, eight representatives as far as these lists uh, that the MLB Network put together for their top players at each position. Now, a couple of people have tweeted this out and they condensed it for me, so I appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Matt Adelphia on Twitter, uh, who has a list together, and UK Phillies on Twitter, who also put a little nice graphic together of this stuff. You know what, actually? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw them both uh, quick retweets uh, as we go ahead and run through this episode that you can you can go ahead and uh, patronize their pages as well, as well as following Locked on Phillies on Twitter at LO underscore Phillies. But let's jump into it. So uh, we're going to work top to bottom, starting with the catcher position. <laughs> and you should already know this because it's his nickname. It's the acronym we say all the time, BCIB. Well, once again, that is absolutely correct for J.T. Ramuda. I believe I saw somewhere that three years in a row now, he's been the number one ranked catcher in baseball, according to these MLB Network rankings. Well, this year, yeah, number one, J.T. Ramuda, the best catcher in baseball, plays here in Philadelphia, and rightfully so. Offensively, he's amazing. Defensively, he's amazing. Gold glove winner, uh, first team all MLB. Uh, he deserves that spot because he is the best catcher in baseball. The Phillies are so lucky to have him. I believe today may actually be the anniversary of when the Philadelphia Phillies traded for him from the Miami Marlins in that Sixto Sanchez trade when we thought Sixto Sanchez was going to be uh, the second coming of uh, the next great pitcher. But, yeah, that didn't 
work out so far for our division rivals down there in Miami. But JT Remuda has worked out great for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's number one this year, showing no signs of slowing down. Got his new contract last year, not this most recent, but the year before that. So, yeah, JT Remuda totally deserved number one. Let's move over to first base. Yeah, the Phillies have a representative at first base. I know he catches a lot of flack for his defense. But Reese Hoskins was listed as the number 10. These are the top 10 players at each position were what were ranked. Reese Hoskins just sneaks in at 10 there for the first baseman ranking. And I think about it because initially I see that and I say, wow, Reese Hoskins, top 10 first baseman in baseball. And then I think about it, top third of the league, what he produces, he's probably about a 30 home run guy every year, probably going to be about a like 90 RBI guy every year, he hits for power. Uh, when he's hot, he's one of the hottest batters in baseball. So does that outweigh the cold streaks that he gets on sometimes? And sure, he does strike out too much at points. But I look at it and I say, can I? would I pick, uh, I don't know, how many other first basemen would I pick over Reese Hoskins? It's probably right around 9 to 10. So I could see him being potentially on the outside looking in on this list. But, yeah, MLB Network felt Reese Hoskins top 10. Obviously, it's his offense carrying his defense. Not good defensively at all. If it was top 10 defensive first baseman in baseball, Reese Hoskins would be nowhere near that list. And, frankly, he'd probably be pretty darn close to 30th. But – this encounters everything, and it shows you just how good he can be offensively and the perceived national perspective of Reese Hoskins. Here we get caught up so much of like, oh, I don't like this guy because of this thing, or I don't like that guy because of this thing, or you watch their defense every day and it drives you crazy, so eventually you undervalue a player like Reese Hoskins that nationally apparently is looked at as pretty darn valuable. Top third of the league, number 10, first baseman. Great. Love to see that. Uh, let's let's go a little bit. No second base, obviously. Gene Segura was on the team, but not listed on the list. And Bryson Stott didn't really play there. He's still young. Neither of those guys are really going to be top 10 guys. But you go over to shortstop, and we have our second representative in the infield. I guess third if you count catcher as an infielder. Uh, I, I always see catcher as kind of positionless. Infielder I always see as first, second, short, and third. But shortstop, Trey Turner is obviously going to be on the list. He was your all MLB shortstop. This past year, for according to Major, Major League Baseball. He's new to the team, but guess what, folks? That's another number one for you. Trey Turner was listed as the top shortstop in all of baseball, according to MLB Network. And we're seeing this a lot. We're hearing a lot of things. When this free agent class came out of shortstops, the before we knew the medical pushers, Carlos Correa, uh, the Xander Bogarts, the Dansby Swanson, and the Trey Turner quad top, uh, the Mount Rushmore, I guess, of the free agent shortstops, of this offseason, we're looking at like, okay, well, Trey Turner's pretty good. Carlos Bray is pretty good. And Dansby Swanson is pretty good. And Xander Bogart's pretty good. And it's kind of like a four man race. And there's not like an all like standout top dog in that class. I, I always leaned Turner, but there are arguments to be made in favor of the other three guys as well. Even though I wouldn't make those arguments again, I, I thought it was Turner. Uh, clearly, as the best shortstop in that class. But a lot of people are making arguments. Oh, hey, I might rather have Correa, obviously, before the medicals. I might rather have Swanson. Uh, I might rather have Xander Bogarts. And there were reasons for all that. But Trey Turner gets listed as the number one shortstop in baseball, according to MLB Network. And uh, it's been 
a common theme since he signed with the Phillies and even before that, that people considered him to be this. He's in the prime of his career. He's rangy defensively. He's incredible on the base. He's got great speed, can hit, can hit for power, can feel his position. I mean, he's just – I don't think – and especially because – like, so the Bryce Harper signing, when Bryce Harper signed here, it was late, and it was just like, oh, man, he's at spring training already being introduced. And then he jumps right in, and he gets a couple games worth of uh, at-bats down there, and all of a sudden we're ready for opening day, and he's playing at Citizens Bank Park. And it was kind of a whirlwind because he signed so late on. He signed in February. Uh, but with Trey Turner signing in December, what you have, I believe it was December. It might have been early January. No, I think it was late December. What you have is kind of, I think, a lull in realizing how good this guy really is. I think not underestimating, but we're just overlooking – how much of an impact Trey Turner is going to have for this team. He's going to be, until Bryce, or, Bryce Harper comes back, the best player on the field at all times. So, yeah, top shortstop in baseball, that's a great thing. Let's head to the outfield because Alec Bohm did not make the list over at third base. You know what? I don't think it's crazy to say that one day he could make a list like this and be a top 10 guy, but just uh, just didn't have it. Uh, didn't have enough this year. And defensively, that's another issue for him. He doesn't have the pop offensively that Reese Hoskins does. You know, he did have a really good couple of average months in uh, July and August. But, yeah, he's not quite there yet. But uh, left field, well, you have one. Kyle Schwarber's there. And you know what? I'm going to tease you a little bit. I'm not going to tell you where he's ranked. I will tell you, though, he's in the top 10. And it's higher than I thought he would be. I'll discuss in just a second. Got to get a quick word from our sponsors in here. But, yes, we'll talk about where Kyle Schwarber ranks the rest of the outfield and then get into the pitchers coming up on Locked on Phillies. All right, I want to tell you about my friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is absolutely awesome. They're absolutely delicious. If you haven't tried them, you got to try them. It's that time of year, right? We're in mid-February, I guess early February, right? Yeah, it's only the 7th. So early February. The beach season's right around the corner. You got to get in good shape. You got to stick with those New Year's resolutions. I know what you're thinking. Oh, man, I just did dry January. I ate so healthy. All I want is a candy bar. Well, what if a candy bar that you had with 100% real chocolate at 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein, and it tastes great? Listen to some of these flavors. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro. So many cool flavors that they come out with over at Built Bar. And, yeah, this is a reality. This product exists. My favorite thing about Built Bar as of late, because I've already loved their flavors. I love the puffs, the marshmallow-infused protein bars. Uh, love all the stuff they put out. But you used to have to order them, and that was the only way you could get them. Well, now, pop on down to your local Walmart. Check the pharmacy section out. You can buy a box of Built Bars there, four-bar box. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get them in bulk, a 13-bar box. You're going to want them in bulk. These things are awesome. So go ahead and check it out. You're going to be able to thank me later because Built Bar is just – it's the best – protein bar and best tasting option that you've got possibly out there so yeah go ahead and give them some love check them out okay outfield time here on the top 10 mlb network rankings by position i told you kyle schwarber was ranked what if i told you that kyle schwarber and bryce harper were ranked at the same spot in their respective outfields kyle schwarber as a left fielder bryce harper as a right fielder and kyle schwarber that means he must be pretty high up right the number three left fielder in all of baseball? Are you kidding me? That seems incredibly high considering he's a minus defensively. He doesn't really hit for average. He strikes out a bunch, but okay. Well, you think about it. He had over 40 home runs last year. He led the National League in home runs. He was 
uh, one of the better hitters in all of baseball when it comes to hitting in general, not just power, because you have to factor all this in. I understand batting average is something that baseball purists really look at. If you're an old head, you're like, why doesn't somebody hit 400 like they used to back in the day anymore? And it's because it's a different game. The game has evolved. No one does that anymore, but some people still get caught up on batting average. And I understand it's, it is literally how often you get hits, but if Kyle Schwarber got three singles or if he got one home run, that one home run could outweigh those three singles when it comes to the impact it has on the game. And that's the simple math behind why people are trying to hit the ball out of the yard over the past uh, couple years in this change in mentality in baseball. But anyway, long story short, apparently that was very, very valuable to MLB Network when they looked at these rankings because Kyle Schwarber is a top three left fielder in baseball. I mean, it feels high to me, but that's where they have him ranked. And when you look at the offensive output, it's hard to say differently. Here's the other thing that I want to get into, though, with Kyle Schwarber. I'm very interested to see how he replicates that feat because it seemed like when he was with Washington prior to coming to Philadelphia, when he was with Boston, uh, when he was with the Cubs back in the day, every once in a while he'd get close to breaking out. He was kind of like Reese Hoskins Esh. Did I say Esh? Reese Hoskins ish. I don't even know what Ash means. Reese Hoskins ish in that he would go through a stretch where you're like, okay, this guy just hit four balls out of the stadium at Wrigley to right field. And then he'll strike out like 20 times in 25 at bats. So uh, maybe he's figured something out. Maybe he's taken that step into his prime where he's becoming an elite power hitter. Like that was a, I hesitate to say prime Ryan Howard, but like right outside of the prime Ryan Howard type of season that Kyle Schwarber put together last year. If he can replicate that with Trey Turner now in the squad and Bryce Harper coming back uh, and being able to play the outfield and you could put Kyle Schwarber in the designated hitter spot, that's a huge asset for the team. So Kyle Schwarber, a top three left fielder in all of baseball, according to MLB Network. Brandon Marsh didn't make it for center field. Still young, still work to do, also still new to the team. So he was with the Angels for a lot of last year. But right field, I already ruined the surprise for you. Bryce Harper, also the number three right fielder. And this comes... Uh, on the heels of a year where he barely even played right field because he was hurt for most of the season. So that's, uh, I mean, if you went DH, he'd probably be number one. But right field, a lot of talent out there at the right field position across Major League Baseball. Bryce Harper deserves to be top three, though. And maybe even underrated a little bit. I could have had him at two. But, uh, I mean, you, you look at it and you say, he's deserving of being in the top three spots and. You can interchange him with some of those other high-level right fielders out there. But Bryce Harper getting his just due despite being injured, despite not being able to play right field. Now, hopefully, at some point later on in the season, if everything goes well with the rehab, we'll see Bryce Harper in right field again and see him be able to, to play out there. But the fact that he's number three without even playing the position for most of last year shows you the respect that he has nationally from his peers. He is We're not used to this totally yet in Philadelphia, the Joel Embiid of the world of the basketball world, the uh, Jalen Hurts of the uh, football world, the Bryce Harpers of the baseball world. And you can throw Trey Turner in there too and JT Romito in there too. Having guys that are just bona fide superstars that want to play here on a national scale are respected. There was a stretch there in their 2010s where we just didn't have those guys. We had nice players across our sports and across our baseball team, but we didn't have the best players, not since like 08, 09 where you look at Chase Utley as like best second baseman in baseball. And Ryan Howard is the best first baseman. And Jimmy Rollins is the best shortstop. 
and you look at those guys and say, okay, well, we've got some of the greatest to do it right now in the game playing in red pinstripes. No, well, now we're back to that when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. So that's a nice thing to see. We haven't even gotten to the pitching yet either. Let's talk about the pitchers. Starting pitchers. Aaron Nolan not on the list, which I always find it weird, the comparison between Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler. Some people say Aaron Nolan's better. Some people say Zach Wheeler's better. I guess when you have two guys that clearly talented, it's a nice thing to have a debate between two guys as to who's better because that means you have two really, really darn good pitchers. But Zach Wheeler is the one who gets the nod here. He's the number eight pitcher in all of baseball when it comes to starters. Just, just talking about starters here. And you think about it. So let's do the math, right? There's 30 Major League Baseball teams, and there's five starters on every team. So five times 30, just typing it in to make sure because I'm not a big math guy. That's 150 pitchers. Zach Wheeler was ranked as the number eighth pitcher. So that puts him in. Let's go eight divided by 150. The top five percentile, or I guess it would be the 95th percentile of starting pitchers. That's pretty darn good, ladies and gentlemen. Being, It's not like other positions where there's only one. Like Kyle Schwarber is in the top third of uh, left field. Well, higher than that. But like he's in the top 10 of 30. Reese Hoskins is in the top 10 of 30. Uh, the other guys deserve to be all the way up at the top. And we're talking about uh, Trey Turner, JT Armido, and Bryce Harper. But you look at uh, Zach Wheeler, and that's that holds significantly more weight than the position players because of how many starting pitchers there are. So that's great. The Phillies have Zach Wheeler at eight. There's a case to be made that Aaron Nola could have cracked the top 10, but I'd imagine if you did a top 15, you'd have a real look at that, and he'd certainly be in the top 20. So a really good look at the who the ace of the staff is perceived to be nationally in Zach Wheeler, but a good sign as well that uh, you've got two guys that could vie for that in your starting rotation. Oh, and you got some young guys that could, in the future, vie for a spot on that list. The top pitching prospects, according to MLB Network, you had two in the top 10. Number one was Andrew Painter, just the best pitching prospect in baseball, according to MLB Network. Yeah, he plays for the Philadelphia Phillies system. And maybe by opening day, we'll be able to say he plays for the Philadelphia Phillies. But Andrew Painter, the top pitching prospect in baseball, we've already dove deep on Andrew Painter. Uh, and everything as far as his ranking and how awesome that is and what it says for the farm system. But Mick Abel, number nine out of ten. Uh, it's really good work by him to be in the top ten as well. So to have two of the top ten pitching prospects, and this isn't right-handed pitching prospects. No, this is pitching prospects. In baseball, in your farm system, is a resurgence compared to the Matt Klintak days and what you had to work with when he was the GM and he was filling everything up. So, it's a good look at the minor league arms. It's a good look at the major league team. It's a nice balance of young studs that could come up and make an impact in the rotation and some top players at their position. Let's just recap, and you tell me how good this team seems because this is what I was trying to tell you all of last year. Read the names on the lineup card. Do they sound like a playoff team? Do they sound like a winning team? If the answer is yes, over the course of 162 games, they will be. Turns out, that's pretty darn spot on. But listen to these names. J.T. Romuto, top catcher in baseball, according to the MLB Network. Reese Hoskins, number 10 first baseman in baseball. Kyle Sch or Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner, number one shortstop. Kyle Schwarber, number three left fielder. Bryce Harper, number three right fielder. Zach Wheeler, number one overall starting pitcher. Uh, Andrew Painter, number one pitching prospect. Mick Abel, number nine pitching prospect. That's just 
It's a good organization. That's a very, very good organization. Now, the Phillies farm system is being carried by those guys and Griff McGarry and a couple other those guys near the top. There's not a lot of depth with the farm system, and part of that is because you went out and you made a trade for Noah Syndergaard and Brandon Marsh, and you brought in David Robertson at the trade deadline, and you brought in guys that could help you make a World Series run and did. So you, you emptied the coffers a little bit. Logan Ohapi would have been uh, a nice piece to see where he ranked out if he was still with the Phillies this year as far as prospects concerned. But, uh, again, you've got the top catcher in baseball in his prime right now in J.T. Romito. So no need to to keep Ohapi hanging around. But still, the point is, Phillies super talented. MLB Network's giving them their love. And uh, it's a good sign as to how talented this team is going to be this year and just where their ceiling is, which is? Pretty darn high. As we wrap up, uh, you know what? Let's do a little stepping off. If you're not familiar with stepping off, it's a step outside the lines of baseball and uh, go a little bit of um, off-the-wall topic. It's like taking a step off the rubber and taking a deep breath before you get back in and talk more baseball the rest of the week. I know it's only Tuesday, but hey, Super Bowl week, it feels like a long week. Let's get into it coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lock On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. It's FanDuel. You know FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. There's so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So download FanDuel now. And you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, the point spreads, the who will score a touchdown, uh, so many great props and player props and fun stuff that you can bet on surrounding the, the big game. You, you got it. Super Bowl 57, you can bet anything you need to with FanDuel Sportsbook. Plus, the app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. Who doesn't want their min- money instantly? I do. I'm sure you do, too. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right. So it is indeed the four-year anniversary of JT Romuto being acquired by the Philadelphia Phillies. So what I want to do in stepping off, or we step kind of go a little bit off the wall. So I just want to give some of my top moments. We're going to go Mount Rushmore of JT Romuto moments. Uh, and we're going to run down from his time here with the Philadelphia Phillies. Number one that's got to be on there has to be the inside the park home run against the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS this year. This is absolutely incredible. It was electric. It's one of the most underrated plays of that entire postseason run. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen live in person. I don't know that I've ever, of all the games I've been to at Citizens Bank Park, because this is my first year with a credential. So it was the first year where I went to like 60-some games. Uh, made it out to a bunch of them. I'm going to do it again this year, uh, obviously, and hopefully every year forever because I love baseball and I love that park. But I think this might be the first inside the parker that I ever saw at Citizens Bank Park. Like I, I've seen them on TV, obviously. I've watched them live when I'm watching a game. But in person, I think that's the first one I've ever seen. It was incredible. That's got to be on there. You know what's funny? The next thing that comes to mind is the gift that everyone's seen of Jared Hughes running in and J.T. Muto rolling his eyes and shaking his head. Yeah, that's that's another Mount Rushmore moment, too. It shows us where we came from. Oh, man, how could I miss another one? The late home run in game one of the World Series this past year against the Houston Astros to put the Philadelphia Phillies up one nothing in that series. Yeah, that's another one that's got to be on his Mount Rushmore moments. And hmm, trying to think about one more that could possibly be 
on there. I remember there was a game. I think it might have been against the Braves uh, two years ago. It might have been the 2021 season where he threw out like three batters in like a, an inning and a half. It was absolutely wild what he did defensively. And there was a stretch there back in 2021 where he was throwing out everybody. I think he caught like nine guys in like seven games worth trying to steal. I don't know why they keep trying to run on JT Romito. I have to look up what the exact stretch was, but I remember just an unbelievable stretch from him defensively behind the plate. And uh, yeah, I think I got to go ahead and give that as one of his Mount Rushmore moments is that stretch right there. And I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of them. I want you to jump in the comments. Let me know what's your favorite JT Romito moment since he came here on the four year anniversary of the day, the Philadelphia Phillies traded for the best catcher in baseball. That's all for today's Locked on Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Lindsey Crosby does great work with Locked on MLB Prospects. He'll be telling you all about the young Phillies arms and prospects across baseball. Go ahead and check them out. You can check out Locked on MLB Prospects wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube, the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Same with Locked on Phillies. And make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all that great stuff. Got a couple new subscribers after last night's episode. Again, keep hitting that subscribe button. If you're subscribed already, unsubscribe and resubscribe. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. But still, uh, I appreciate everyone who jumps in and subscribes, leaves a review, leaves a comment. I'm trying to be more responsive to the comments this season. We're working on it. We're getting there uh, to get the content game up. But I do fully appreciate it. It really, really helps me out and helps us out at Locked On. So thank you for that. Again, that's all for today's episode, and I will talk to you again next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 